Hi, I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to another episode of The Postscript, Living Faith Bible Institute's weekly podcast and YouTube series devoted to interviewing pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute, as well as the Living Faith Fellowship abroad. And each week we come together, we're having conversations uh, about theology, about the Bible, about missions and ministry. Uh, and sometimes we take some time to look at hot topics, issues that we see in the news, and try to interpret them from the lens of Scripture. And that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, you've perhaps seen on the news a lot of conversations about Israel, about Palestine, about Hamas, uh, about the uh, West Bank settlement in Gaza. And these are all things that are kind of swirling around us, and there's lots of differing opinions. It's, it's kind of a, a hot-button topic, uh, and people are very emotional about it. And so we want to kind of make sense of it today from uh, from the Bible, from God's Word, get, a, get an understanding for what we're talking about and what our perspective should be. And so for this topic, uh, I've invited my dear friend, uh, Pastor James Fife, who was a missionary to Southeast Asia and uh, spent a lot of time working with Muslim people. And so this is a, a familiar topic for him and, and something that, uh, that I wanted to make sure that I picked his brain about. And so, James, thank you so much for being here today. How's it going? It's going good, man. Good. Um, but, you know, uh, in the news recently, obviously, we've all seen uh, just how intense the rhetoric around um, Israel has mm -hmm. been. And, um, you know, a little time on Twitter, a little time on Instagram, you know, reading the news, different news outlets. Obviously, Israel is being portrayed uh, in many different ways, depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. uh, people are choosing sides. The issue is very complex. It's mm -hmm. complex politically. Uh, it's it's complex sociologically, you know, spiritually. Uh, before we get into the conversation about what's happening in Israel and the relationship between the Palestinians and uh, the Israelis, um, both the, you know, geographic, sociological, and spiritual aspects of that, let's just back up and talk about a biblical perspective. And mm -hmm. let's just talk about how the Bible frames the nation of Israel and why Christians at some level are, you know, obligated to support uh, the nation of Israel, uh, God's people. So mm -hmm. can, can you just frame that? I know that's big, and there's probably a lot of verse references here, but, but yeah. can you just do your best to help us with that? Um, okay, yeah, yeah, so that's big. That starts uh, a long time ago. You know, really that starts uh, in Genesis 1-1. God creates uh, in the original creation. You have Lucifer uh, in Eden on earth, uh, leading worship back to God and, and leading, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the creation and worship to God, you know, a very physical place, a specific place and with a specific purpose. We know Lucifer rebels, takes angelic host yeah. with mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. uh, God recreates, right? The earth is, is the universe itself is kind mm -hmm. of, is reorganized, recreated. Earth is recreated. Adam was put on earth again in a very you know specific place and in a garden eastward in Eden, mm -hmm. and and the origins of everything we're talking about go that far back mm. because Satan had a land and Satan had a dominion and Satan had a place and yeah he had, and he had a place to worship and he had a role and he wasn't content with what God had gave him and he tried to take the worship for himself as we know um, from Isaiah fourteen and Ezekiel twenty eight. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and he lost that land and Adam was given control of the land and, and ultimately of the whole earth, but specifically of a small portion of it. Mm -hmm. And so it goes back that far. It's not, um, it's not, uh, a Palestine Israel conflict uh, as much as as it, at its core, 
it's Satan wants uh, land back because that land is important to God. Mm. And so there's so the, the idea that there's t- two factions and a geographic plot is nothing new to Christians or Jewish people or Palestinians, you know, it, you know, Muslims. Yeah. This is a conversation that's deeply ingrained, just even to the the idea of spirituality. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it goes that far back, mm. you know. And then, of course, God makes a promise to Abraham to give him a land. Yeah. God brings Abraham out of where he was. Says, "Walk through the land. I'll give you this land." And so, from that moment, that's when uh, you know a fight over a real specific land took took root. Mm. Um, and from Abraham, you would have the birth of of the Jewish, the Muslim, and the Christian religions. You know, it all claimed to be Abrahamic monotheistic. Uh, religions, so they all too tie back, you know, very specifically uh, into Abraham and into a man who was promised a very physical and specific land. Mm-hmm. And uh, you immediately, you know, you see the fight for that land uh, from then forward. So maybe explain even from that point, who are those factions that are fighting for that land? Um, you know, Joshua is, you know fulfilling the promise that was that was given to Moses. Uh, Moses is f- fulfilling a promise that was given to Abraham, and God's kind of working this way. Now Joshua walks into the land, mm-hmm. and he's immediately confronted. The nation's immediately co- confronted with enemies, mm-hmm. right, who are already occupying the land. In other words, Satan got over. He yeah. got, you know, he had the geography. It belonged to him. The plot right. of land belonged to him. And so... Uh, explain the relationship, you know, in that conflict and the parties involved. And then maybe from there, you can help us define, you know, Palestinian. Okay. Who is a Palestinian and, and what is the connection even as far back biblically as to, as to Joshua? Okay. Yeah. I love what Greg Axe always says about history, you know, really being looked at as a chess game, God mm-hmm. and Satan moving and counter moving. Right. Yeah. And so as soon as God declared that, that this is the land he's giving to Abraham, Satan knew what his counter move would be. Mm-hmm. And so, as you said, he filled that land. And when, by the time Joshua gets there, it takes uh, hundreds of years, you know, before we're there, even from Abraham, it's thousands, but mm-hmm. you get there and you find some, you know, specific people and just then also a bunch of people. You do find the Canaanites yep. uh, who are the offspring of, of Ham. Ham coming off the ark makes a bad decision that, that God ends up cursing his son for, Canaan. Coincidentally, those cursed people land in that land. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally or strategically, Satan's moving. You also get the the Philistines um, are there um, and giants that are specifically tied to that land and tied to the Philistines, mm-hmm. um, and then a whole bunch of other yeah, you know, the Amorites and, and the Hittites Amalekites and the Jebusites. And the, yeah. and it's, There's lots, as our friend Mark Trotter would say, in the mosquito bites. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I always love that. I always laughed at that joke. I know. I'm going to use it every chance I have. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, um, so one of those names is the Philistines. Yeah. And uh, maybe uh, you know, obviously, when we read the narrative scripture uh, from the patriarchs through you know the, the Davidic and and Solomon's kingdoms and even into the exile, you have this this character, uh, and 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 they look differently at different times. This people group called the Philistines, mm-hmm. who still in some way exists today. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the Palestinians. Yeah. And so explain that. Explain that relationship. 
Yeah. So, you know, as you come into the land, the Philistines are one of the main and primary enemies mm-hmm. of, of the kingdom uh, of Joshua and even of David himself, mm-hmm. you know, and Solomon gets peace, but David has to fight for it. Yeah, he's it's, it's David's primary enemy. All primarily times against the Philistines. Philistines. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to drive him out, the, right. the giants and, and all of that. Um, so yeah, linguistically, this word Palestinian or, and Palestine uh, relates back to that word Philistine. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it means that its root, uh, you know, a wandering one or a sojourner. So it's a, like a, a nomadic type of people. Mm-hmm. And you, you saw, you know, ideas of where the Philistines came from, uh, landing in the in the land. Also, this idea that they were uh, seafarers as well is kind of tied to it. Uh, for for better or for worse, it's just kind of where the history comes from. You see a derivative of the name Palestine first appearing in Greek literature in the 5th century um, BC uh, when the historian writes about an area called Palestine, so then tying it to a land. Mm-hmm. So even that idea goes way back, but you know that the names of lands you know were tied to the names of the people right right the canaanites dwelt in canaan mm-hmm. and you know and the, and the philistines dwelt in you know a philistine version and, of yeah right. palestine and these philistine. borders obviously are always shifting and changing just like the borders yeah. of every nation great and small mm-hmm. are always being adapted over time um and so that maybe uh, continue on explain to us more about that relationship and then we'll get into you know how how that lands us in a contemporary setting. What's the relationship between that, the borders of these places, and the Jewish-Palestinian conflict, and the relationship to Hamas as well? I don't want to yeah. get too far ahead of you, but yeah, sure. So you know, so you see that moving into First Samuel, you see the Philistines, and and that Aramaic root word is tied back to that same idea mm-hmm. uh, of what we ended up seeing in the Greek in the in the fifth century. So yeah. you, there is a tie there, right? Um, bringing those peoples together. But as you mentioned, the borders fluctuate, but also the the migration of people fluctuate too, and the intermingling of people happens too, mm-hmm. uh, which is something God specifically warned against, right? Uh, with His people, mm-hmm. don't intermingle. They did. Uh, everyone outside of the Jewish nation didn't really have a problem so much with intermingling. Sure. So, They'd been doing it for years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Through, you know, through spoils of war, mm-hmm. uh, you get new women. Yeah. Uh, and so you get new offspring mm-hmm. that look different than the generation before. Right. And so in terms of maybe nailing down exactly what a Philistine looks like physically all throughout history, that is, is morphed. Yeah, obviously. Right. Um, and so a lot of different people have come so the, in. And, and the culture out. changes and it's not it's not as easy. Like we can't in a 35, 40 minute episode explain the entire history of this this ever changing people group. Like mm-hmm. that's that's it, it's not really even fair. We're trying to frame yeah. what the conflict looks like and why. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so today's Palestinians, uh, Palestine in Arabic took their name from that land, from that ancient people. So that's mm-hmm. how the tie gets brought all the way up into modern days. The, the land early on was called uh, Palestine, but that came from the Philistines. And so they you know, they make that same uh, linguistic connection in Arabic and they call themselves the, the Philistine. So mm-hmm. here you go, you land up in more uh, modern times and you have the land of, of, the land of Palestine. So mm-hmm. the people who are there are the Palestinians, the Palestinians. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so talk to us about a little a little bit about how, okay, so obviously the Jewish people, and this is history that we're not going to be able to go in depth on in this episode, but the Jewish people for century, even millennia, were dispersed. They were, mm-hmm. they were scattered uh, due to persecution. Um, 
you know, the Romans, the, you know, they were occupied by the Romans. They were occupying Roman land. They were the Grecians. And throughout time, they've really just, they, they haven't had a space. Uh, Israel didn't belong to them until mm -hmm. 1948 mm -hmm. when there was a, a treatise signed. Mm -hmm. um, the, the world's largest powers came together um, and and signed a treatise that said, hey, um, we're gonna we're gonna make sure ensure that the Jewish people have a place that belongs to them. Uh, this is actually prophesied in Scripture, yeah. and so if you you doubt the Bible at all, um, that came as prob <laughs> probably a history. shocker, right? Yeah, just yeah. look at the history and see how God superintended His people. So you've got these people back in this land, uh, but people, other people, groups that surrounded that area uh, uh, of of Islamic descent mm -hmm. primarily, but regardless of even the faith system, that were that believe that land belonged to them tribally, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they weren't, they were none too pleased about the Jewish people coming back into that land and occupying Israel. Mm -hmm. And over the last, you know, over the decades, there has been an exodus of Jewish people back towards the right. nation of Israel, back towards that land. And it is occupied primarily uh, by many different people groups, but, but primarily at this point by Jewish people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, that leads us to this next conversation surrounding the Gaza and, and land occupation, and why is there still conflict or at least tension between the Palestinians and the Jewish people today? Yeah, you know, a comment on that. In terms of a pure land, you know, look at it from a, from a human perspective, and you say, who had the land first? Mm -hmm. If we do take it all the way back to the Philistines, then there's an argument to say, well, yeah, they had the land first. And so there's that human side of it. Mm -hmm. But then we would say, well, the God side of it trumps it. And God said, I'm giving this land to the Jews. Mm -hmm. And so he has been working to do that, right, ever since. You, you mentioned that Israel became a nation after being dispersed in 1948, and a, a miracle by itself. Mm -hmm. When I think of 1948, I think that's not that actually that far back. No. Like we know people who were alive and saw oh, that. Sure. That's a few years older than my mm -hmm. father. Um, a quick tie-in to history, the Ottoman Empire. Now, when I say that and I think about that, I think guys in funny hats, funny paintings, really old, <laughs> okay? But the Ottoman Empire, which was a, a Muslim empire, dominated that area for a, a oh, really yeah. long time. Yeah, absolutely. But actually came to an end in 1922. Like, a lot of people don't realize that it comes that far into modern mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a, a, an old empire, right. right? So even in modern times, the, the Muslim empire ruled in those lands. Mm -hmm. So until 1922, really at the end of World War I, that empire came to an end. And so, you know, it's just 25 years from there to Israel. Mm -hmm. And so you can see just from that, how the, that ties in. Uh, and so it was a Muslim uh, dominated land um, in terms of you know, people and religious and culture. Yeah. So in their mind, they, they clearly have rights to it. Yeah. In their mind. Right. Yeah. Right. So 1948 happens, Israel gets the land back, and that begins uh, a big fight um, over you know who really owns the land and what parts of the land. So Gaza and West Bank become kind of the central um, pawns or figures in this kind of battle for land. Palestinians are, are given small areas of land in larger Israel. Uh, mm -hmm. So they have West Bank, which is like East Jerusalem, you know, over to the Western Bank. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, Gaza Strip as well. Uh, and they were given those lands. And, and then in 1967, you have another war uh, where Israel basically takes occupancy 
of those lands through military possession, yet still they're inhabited by the Palestinians. So mm-hmm. You have an, an Israeli-controlled Palestinian land. Yeah. And right. that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So there's tension because we are here, one side saying we're actually physically here, that mm-hmm. makes it our land. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other side is saying, well, we actually won that in a skirmish that, frankly, you started. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it, there, there's tension in the, in the argument there. Yeah. Now, so talk about the recent, you know, over the last two decades, there's been um, a, a movement of of Israelis moving into those regions mm-hmm. and beginning to occupy them and really um, force out uh, any, you know, leftover dwellers, Palestinian dwellers. And, and so explain that situation and, and how that's resulted in the the rise of Hamas and the tension related yeah. to that, that group of people. Yeah, so in, Israel has been intentional about um, building new residents for Jews in the West Bank, particularly, you know, the eastern side, eastern Jerusalem itself, mm-hmm. which Palestine would say is an illegal occupation yeah. uh, of their territory. Right. Uh, and the, to the tune of moving some, I think I read 600,000 Jews in into that place. So they're, you know, they're just trying to disperse uh, or overwhelm the Palestinian population. Mm-hmm. Same thing mm-hmm. in the West Bank. Um so to Hamas, who is Hamas then? So Hamas actually has their roots all the way back into the 1920s, coming out of that Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was disbanded, but there's this Islamic Brotherhood uh, that forms. And that Islamic Brotherhood is the kind of the seed plot for what is now Hamas. Hamas it itself was really born in the 1980s as an offshoot of the Egyptian or the Muslim Brotherhood. So, you know, we've had the riots fairly recently in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're cousins, if you will. Okay. So that's where they come from. So they are a, an Islamic group. And, um, a and lot- fairly legitimate in terms of historically, they're, they're seen as have, they're a, a legitimate, um, a, for lack of a better word, denominational leaning within the Muslim faith and culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and even in 2007, Hamas became the governing authority in, in Gaza. Mm-hmm. So they moved from being just a, a polit- uh, I'm sorry, a, a religious revolutionary group into being a political power as well. Mm-hmm. So while Hamas controls the Gaza Strip, you know, from a political standpoint, it's still filled with Israeli troops. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, whether they've been in like, six wars in the last right. 15 years. Right, right. It's like every other year, they have this small war. Mm-hmm. There's there's skirmishes. Yeah. So, okay, um, with with the, that, I mean, Hamas obviously is at this point fighting for uh, th- what they believe is their rights. Mm-hmm. And um, so that looks like um, sending missiles mm-hmm. uh, over the border and into Israel. And um, so before we get into this, um, I think it's probably important for us to preface by saying we we are not we're not going to stand for any we're not necessarily speaking on behalf of any political position uh, that yeah. Israel may have you know there's going to be differing uh, opinions about decisions that Israel is making mm-hmm. uh, but what we want to do is stand with God right and uh, and the Jews are God's people and so that's the bent of our conversation so as we proceed we're not going to be making any like strong um, stances. Uh, on the political positions or decisions being made by the politicians yeah. in Israel, what we want to do is share the fact that that God stands with the people that stand with 
Israel. Yes. Okay. So, so with that in mind, there's this skirmish. What does the skirmish look like? Mm-hmm. And why is there so much tension and so much hatred for the Jewish people? Uh, explain that and frame that for us. And then how it's, you know, how it's trickling out into to the broader culture. Why are Americans so involved in this conversation? So why, why is there so much hatred of the Jewish people? You know, big answer back to because they're God's people mm-hmm. and because Satan hates them. Mm-hmm. And so Satan has put it in the hearts of men, uh, as you see him doing in scripture, to yeah. to move in certain ways, to think in yeah, certain ways. Yeah, case in to, point, uh, Nazi Germany, yeah. Holocaust, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Exiles, captivities. All, you know, of, all of it. Slaveries. Yeah. 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 So you get all of that throughout all of history. Um, and that's partially what makes, you know, 1948 such a big deal that mm-hmm. the people can come back together. But let me read you real quick from the Hamas covenant, 1988. This is their own document defining, you know, who they are and what their purposes okay. are. Okay. Because people would, would say that to take a purely religious view of this skirmish is too simple. They're mm-hmm. saying it's very, very complex. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a simpleton position to go, well, it's just that they're, uh, Muslims and that's the problem. Right. But they say themselves, Israel will exist and continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it, just as it obliterated others before it. So they make a very strong statement uh, about you know their intentions to mm. obliterate Israel. It goes on to say, our struggle against the Jews is very, very great and very serious. It needs all sincere efforts. It is a step that ine- inevitably should be followed by other steps. The movement is but one squadron that should be supported by more and more squadrons from the vast Arab and Islamic world until the enemy is vanquished and Allah's victory is realized. Mm -hmm. So not only are they saying that our goal is to destroy uh, Israel, we are calling all Muslims who are true Muslims to join us against the one true enemy, which they're defining as as the nation of Israel, Mm -hmm. and to join in that fight. One more excerpt, just so you know, we're clear in terms of what they're trying to do, in case sure. that wasn't clear enough. Right. Yeah, it's down at the bottom. They just keep sprinkling it in throughout this whole document. Um, it says this, Israel, Judaism, and Jews challenge Islam and the Muslim people. May the cowards never sleep. Hmm. You know, so the, I think their mindset and their position is very clear. And and to try to ignore the fact that it is built and based in a religious ideology would be foolish. Because mm-hmm. they make that declaration themselves. We are Islam and we will destroy the Jew. And so that carries over you know, into the modern day in terms of uh, how they fight in the modern. This, Like I said, this fight's been going on for a long time. Modern day, modern technologies in a modern fight. Mm-hmm. So that they bring grenades and bombs and, and they're throwing them at each other with the singular purpose of absolutely eliminating the Jew off the face of the earth mm-hmm. and Israel. It's not simply about the land. They want the land, but getting the land is really just part of a means of eliminating the Jew. Mm. So that's their objective. So then, you know, we as Christians, I mean, obviously people do get caught up in the nuances of the politics. And uh, and so a lot of the rhetoric that we're hearing, you know, in the news and among people who are, you know, um, interested in such topics uh, is, a, is a lot of hatred and mm-hmm. uh <laughs> And some of the, I mean, some of the stuff that I'm hearing from just average people is, is exceptional. Uh, even here in Kansas City, I, I know of people who are marching in the streets and protesting Israel in favor of Hamas, uh, which it's it's a it's kind of a, an exceptional idea. Like it, it's hard for me to believe that that's even yeah. happening. Is that that we're, that we're actually, I mean, Hamas is 
known as a terrorist organization. Right. Uh, it wasn't long ago that we were attacked by uh, terrorists that were akin to such individuals. Yeah. And yet here we have in, in America, the land of the free people um, marching, uh, they would say probably, you know, for on behalf of Palestine, mm -hmm. uh, but they don't recognize that, that, that it's actually Hamas that they're, they're actually in defense of Hamas and the way yeah. that they're, they're protesting. So it's a very, you know, it's a very convoluted and difficult conversation, but it's, it's, it's amazing how um, things have changed so drastically in such a short period of time yeah. and how little America is supporting Israel as a whole compared mm -hmm. to uh, the, in times past when we've been huge advocates of the nation of Israel and their sovereignty and their right to exist and their right to, to occupy lands mm -hmm. uh, and function as an autonomous political entity. There was a time where America backed that and now we've kind of backed away from that position and there's room in America culturally for, for you know, Jewish hate is, is mm -hmm. really the best way to ex explain it is it's probably, it could be boiled down to um, anti-Semitism is mm -hmm. probably the best way of describing it. Yeah. So, you know, maybe explain where we're at and why it's so important for Christians to have a proper view of the Jewish people. Like, what does God's word say about how we should perceive the nation of Israel and God's people? Really, despite, in some ways, despite the fact that we might not even agree with everything politically that sure. they do. Yeah. Yeah, so God tells us in his word to keep your eye on the ancient landmark. And, mm -hmm. and we understand that to mean the Jew. If you can identify the Jew, you know, throughout scripture, you know, for us, you know, doctrinally and dispensationally, that's going to help us divide our scripture mm -hmm. and keep it right. But also it's a reminder just to keep your eye on God's people because they are important to him uh, and he is going to continue to work through them. You mm -hmm. know, even, you know, in our current dispensation, uh, we are looking forward to the next dispensation, we, we won't be hanging out here, but yeah. God is shifting his focus heavily back to his back people. Back to the nation of Israel, right? Right. So you keep your eye on the Jew and you want to, to know them. So naturally, uh, you know, Satan is uh, opposed to that. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get the idea like, well, why why has Satan put in your heart to, to lie to the Holy Ghost? And this is a, a broad statement of what Satan has been able to do to the people, to deceive and to, to shift the mindset of the people and to take it, and, you know, to his position, we have to hate the Jews. And I don't know all the details. I can't put all of that together other than Satan hates the Jews and he's able to influence the minds of some. And once the, once, once some get a voice, uh, then it becomes a, a mob and, and mobs uh, yeah. a, attract a lot more of a crowd. And then it just becomes assumed that that is right. Yeah. Because the majority now hold that opinion. But so. you're right. It does seem as though there's something supernatural at, at the yeah. core of it, because it's sometimes it seems so illogical. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's kind of mind boggling. And the fact that it is hard to dip, to frame and mm -hmm. difficult to talk about does speak to the fact that there's an aspect of it that is supernatural. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so we side with Israel because they are God's people. Mm -hmm. We side with Israel because they are our brothers. Mm -hmm. You know, in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. And, and you know, in Christ, we have been uh, brought into a relationship that, that they you know first had with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we've been able to be a partaker of that too. So, uh, you know, it's like, are you going to let somebody pick on your brother? Right. Is, is the response that we as, you know, as Christians should take. Right. Because yeah. he is going to redeem this people. And we will, yeah. we will be, you know, with them in, in land, you know, in the millennium. Yeah. They, they will be our kindred. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, that's where we should stand. And as a, as a nation, you know, like you said, America had taken that stance for many years and many years very strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you asked the question, is there space maybe to agree, disagree with the political sides of it? And, and absolutely. Mm-hmm. We don't have to agree with everything that America does or doesn't do in relation to Israel, nor do we have to agree with everything that Israel as a nation does, you know, politically. But you know, individually and collectively, even beyond what we see as the geographic, geopolitical nation, the Jews are, are his people still. Mm-hmm. And we side with them. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, God ultimately blesses those who bless Israel. Yeah. Right? This is a promise in scripture. Right. He blesses those that bless Israel and he curses those that curse them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, I'm interested in the blessing part yeah, of that. Right. Uh, and, and, and so I think that does have a motivation. And, and I mean, obviously a, a lost person is not going to understand that take. Right. Uh, but nonetheless, we're called to support the Jewish people. Yes. So, so James, obviously, we're, you know, we can't do this conversation, the justice that it deserves. In fact, this could be a series or, you know, the concept, I'm sure it is the concept behind somebody's podcast you know, yeah. that week after week they're talking about this, oh, yeah. this topic. And, but we do, you know, for our listeners, we want to frame the conversation uh, biblically. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we should, we, sh- we should close by doing that. What, you know, in, in, in progression of what we've already talked about, what do Christians need to know about the nation of Israel? And why should we have a perspective? And why should that perspective be spiritual, biblical, and not so much political, emotional. Yeah. So um, to answer that, I'll read a few verses from Isaiah 14. So it starts like this. For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and will yet choose Israel and set them in their own land. And the strangers shall be joined with them and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob. Mm -hmm. Right. So just that reiteration of that idea, that promise Mm -hmm. from the Lord who does not break his promises, that Israel, he is, he is yet chosen. Mm -hmm. Even still in the midst of all the hardship that they've faced, all the rebellion that they've done against the Lord themselves, Mm -hmm. God is the one who's faithful to hold that relationship. And so how does that apply to us? Well, because we have the, the same promise except you know, even more personal because our salvation is the same way, mm-hmm. right? And so as much as I've failed before I was saved and even after I've, I'm saved, it's God who holds that relationship for me too. Yeah, there's a promise involved. There's a yeah. there's a covenant really at the mm-hmm. end of the day that, that we have between the Lord and, and us mm-hmm. and he's gonna hold to it. Right. He's got his end of the bargain, Yeah. you know, yeah. taken care of. And the th- same thing's true with Israel. Yeah. He's holding to his end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Romans chapters nine through 12, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So even still in this verse, you know, you also see that, that strangers will be joined with them mm-hmm. and that as God works, you know, down his timeline, uh, there will be a lot of, of current enemies of Israel and other strangers uh, who in the end will start to change their minds. Mm-hmm. Not all, um, but God, God makes it clear that there will be some and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob. You know, so how does this all, th- the whole thing, play out. I can't tell you every detail. None of us can. Um, but, but the parts that God has promised are going to play out like that. So we need to keep that in mind. Jumping further down in Isaiah 14, the Lord of hosts hath sworn saying, surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. 
and as I have purposed, so shall it stand. Mm-hmm. That I will break the Assyrian in the land, in my land. He says, I will break the Assyrian in my land. Again, another big discussion. Mm-hmm. And upon my mountains, tread them underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off them and his burden depart from off their shoulders. Mm-hmm. So this is a promise that God is making his, his people to remove the burden, to remove the yoke of the people that are oppressing them. And this is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth, which is a really big and mm-hmm. all-encompassing, conclusive type of statement. This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth. It draws us into the conversation as dwellers of the earth. Yes. Yeah. And this is the hand that is stretched out upon all the nations. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of back to you know where we started, the idea of a chess match, and it, it involves people, and it involves nations, and it involves a lot that's going on, and God is moving, and Satan is counter-moving, mm-hmm. and that will continue to happen, and uh, God will take us out of here, the church, mm-hmm. and then that movement will continue to happen. And in the end, God will defend his people. And as long as we're here, we want to stand where God stands. Yeah. And I think the thing as a New Testament believer uh, and what we see modeled for us in Scripture and, and even commanded is that we pray, we pray according to God's will. Mm-hmm. And if it's His will that the nation of Israel uh, be redeemed, uh, then we ought to stand with them in that regard and, and, and pray on their behalf yeah. that, that, that God would swiftly redeem Abraham's people. Amen. Yeah. For the Lord of hosts, hosts hath purposed it, and who shall disannul it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me also think about um, there's this moment in, in Zechariah where Christ himself is measuring out the land. You mm-hmm. know, he's, he is, you know, he's outfitting it. And, uh, and, and the request from Zechariah is like, Lord, when are you going to redeem your people? Mm-hmm. And, he, and it says that he's jealous. He's jealous to do it. And I think, you know, these are God's people. He's jealous for them and uh, he loves them and he, he wants them. He, he wants to redeem them. And yeah. I think that's a big deal. And I think we need to share that heartbeat. You know, we, we don't want to go in conflict with that. I mean, it's such a big deal to God. Who are we to oppose, oppose him? Mm-hmm. Amen. I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, God is moving. God is doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want, again, we just want to be where he is. We yeah. want to support the things that he supports. And, you know, and again, be able to separate out the things that are peripheral to the key issues. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. don't have to politically align with everything. No. And that's fine. But we want to spiritually align yes. where God aligns. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. James, man, I always have so much fun hanging out with you yeah. on the show. Likewise. And so we'll have you back again real soon. Thanks for having this conversation. I think it's timely, especially with everything we're seeing in the news. And I think it's important for people to uh, to hear this and to be reminded of this conversation. Mm-hmm. So thanks, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah. And we want to thank you for joining us for another episode of The Postscript. Uh, if this conversation is interesting to you, um, man, we would encourage you, uh, greatly encourage you to consider uh, focusing some attention on studying a basic uh, imp- and important books of the Bible. Um, and so we have classes that address an entire Bible survey uh, of all of Scripture. And you can see this narrative of the nation of Israel, the redemption of, uh, of God's people, uh, the, the, the role of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, 
you can see all of this played out as you study uh, the books of the Bible that we teach in our survey classes. So Introduction to Old Testament 1 and 2, Introduction to New Testament 1 and 2. These are classes that are going to give you a full scope of God's Word, and you're going to see this narrative of God's people uh, intertwined in, in into the whole of the Bible. And so it's really, really important. We want to invite you to be a part of that. Uh, so visit lfbi.org. Consider en enrolling in classes even now. Uh, we've got fall classes coming out, and, and so keep an eye on that. But we're so grateful uh, for any time that you give us and hang out with us. We pray God's blessing over you, and we hope to see you again next week.